Let's you do the intro this time. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Friendly Jimmy's podcast experience. The year is 1981, and I think we're in June. Welcome for being... Month. <laughs> 2022. 2022. Welcome. That, I don't know. That's a good summary for anybody who's ever tuned in, by the way. <laughs> this man does think it's the 80s and thinks everything is like June, even Antarctica. I don't that's know. Like it's, quite, it's a desert. It's I, a was, desert. I was being silly. It's 2022, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure it's June. I don't know what date it is. You're not getting that. But welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast slash Twitch. This is the precursor to our special club, which is our Patreon, which you, for the, for the, I think, you know, for the price of a Caramello Koala, I mean, these days a Caramello Koala is bloody more than that. It's double the price, half the price of a Caramello Koala. You can join us there where we're very good friends. We're your best friends there. La, 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 tell us. We'll tell you secrets there because we're the best friends. But here... This is like TV, uh, Twitch. It says tw- Twitch starts with T. That's like TV. Okay. So enough. welcome. <laughs> now keep the intro going. Keep the intro going it's for the been rest 10 of minutes. the. Not long enough. The rest you of the shouldn't have asked me. You should not have asked me to do the intro. All right, look, let's let's uh, we'll do the first segment, which is <laughs> welcome. Is what uh, I'm trying to say. Which Hi. might be a bit mundane, but it's kind of important. Okay. The gas prices. <sighs> Nothing mundane about that. Nothing. Miss, you know, it's like the gas. I'll put my gas sunnies on for that. Gas prices are like that iceberg in the ocean where like you see it's a little Whoa. issue. That's but underneath, horrifying. That's scary. It's, me. <laughs> uh, dude, I got into this. Like I when I saw it and I realized how much we are being screwed over. Is it the Labor government's fault? It's not absolutely. the Labor government's fault. <laughs> hey, let, let the man speak. He said absolutely. Firstly, it's a, <laughs> it's a cartel's fault. It's Russia's fault. Um, so basically, wh- one of the one of the aspects of like <laughs> I look like a, a roadie for the Doors, circa nineteen sixty two. But go on. You said it was eighty two. I'm just saying how I look. But go on. Um, so John, you know, like the gas prices are gonna go through the roof because. So why? Well, so look, the small. Stop skirting around the, the answer. Small answer is because of <sighs> so initially the just, Ukraine war. You're really dodging this one. No, but like, I'm gonna get Dude, to it. Please, okay, just just go past the grey suited uh, energy auditor. <laughs> it is on every Channel Nine and ABC broadcaster. Just being like. Multifaceted issues such as uh, firming of the power grid and, of course, Ukraine and Russia isn't helping. Let's you can go, go into that. that this this is, is so lame. You can go into that. This isn't a multifaceted issue. All right, There's literally right, right. one villain over okay, here. Okay, let's hear it. And I want to give a background Elbow. of the multifaceted issue. So on the surface, because of the Ukraine war and the disruption of gas supply, mm-hmm. the uh, the price of uh, natural gas has skyrocketed, Right. Right. And so literally- Globalist world, man, I'm telling you. And and our entire economy is really globalist in that way, where um, we pay, most of the stuff that we pay for is based on the international price as opposed to the price that it could be available for because it's domestically produced. But you know, there was like, even like this, this issue is becoming sort of prominent because of the gas prices going, but going up. But even until last year, do you know, it was easier, sorry, it was cheaper to buy Australian gas 
from overseas. Yeah. So if you bought in the, on the East Coast, and I'll tell you why specifically on the East Coast. On the East Coast, the the gas that is being produced here from Queensland was more expensive to source than the same gas that was shipped off to Asia and, and we brought it over back. there and brought it back. It's a topsy-turvy world. It's, That's uh, fuck, it's it's, fucking so ridiculous. The, the way it happened is that uh, Australian Eastern East Coast gas reserves, um, the, the mining companies that were exploring these, and by the way, there's not many. There's literally like two or three. It's a freaking cartel. Rio it's Tinto, like, it's, BHP. No, it's got, so on the East Coast, it's Energy Australia. Red? It's, uh, it's one called this, Red. This other one called um, <laughs> there it is. Santo. Santos, Santo, right? Yeah, Santos. Yeah. Santos. And Red. then there's one more. They collectively own most of the reserves. So what they've done is, Miss, they've, while they were, uh, when they were exploring, they contracted for like uh, five years to 10 years, these massive long-term contracts with China, Japan, mostly China, but China, Japan, and Korea, where they were said that they're going to guarantee supply. And so then they started shipping off the gas. And when we were facing a energy insecurity, they said, oh, sorry, all your gas is already being sold to the Chinese and Japanese. So you're going to actually have to give us more right. than what we are giving it to them for. Yep. Which is ridiculous because it is literally being sourced from our areas. Nationalize now, it. Th this, is, this is what tells you the good management versus bad management. Same thing in Western Australia. The Labour government at the time, I can't remember his premier, the Premier's name, but he's a champion. Bill Short. What he did was... <laughs> Probably. No, he, it's McGowan. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. This was like in 2006. All right, Bill Short. He, so he was... Uh, he was uh, energy companies tried to pull off the same thing, but what he said was <laughs> that you need to reserve 15% of yeah. the entire gas supply for the domestic market. Okay. And when he said that... Uh, uh, I can't remember which uh, energy company. Well, it was I think it was Exxon, and they were like, "This is ridiculous. This is this is not going to work. The the project doesn't become uh, is not feasible for us anymore. You can't reserve fifteen percent of the gas supply for the domestic market. By the way, if it's not fifteen percent that every time is going to be fifteen percent. It's whatever the requirement of domestic market is up to fifteen percent. And uh, and the premier uh, WA premier basically called their bluff and said. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, then thanks for coming, but sorry, no thanks. Then we can't do the deal. Yeah. Le another lenient executive calls and is like, um, we've done uh, the number crunching again. It actually is becoming feasible again. Shit. So, yeah, we'll agree to that. Which is why Western Australia gas prices are freaking low. Because they actually did it the right way. Whereas yeah. we were um, basically, uh, we were screwed over by these companies that said that when, when we when Eastern Australia or the East Coast was proposing this, they would say that they would walk away from the deal and they wouldn't do any exploration, to which our leaders got freaked out and they were like, okay, fine. So they gave them the contracts, these long-term contracts that were exporting to Asia and we didn't, res we didn't reserve our own gas supply, which is why our prices are exorbitantly high. Shit. We are, in fact, not only that, we are becoming one of the largest producers of gas. And until last year, we were, uh, we were making more LNG gas terminals to import mm. gas. And actually, we're the gas capital of the world now. I think we export more than Qatar. Can, can, yes, we overtook Qatar, I think, in 2019. Can Labour so can change you imagine Qatar importing gas? 
Yeah, I know it's so insane. It's so it? ridiculous. And also on top of this, this this one makes you weep. Qatar gets about twenty five billion dollars a year in gas royalties. You know how much Australia gets for exporting more gas than Qatar? A billion. Yeah, which is actually decreasing. What? Wait a sec. Who Let made alone inflation rate. That, that fault, amount so is wait, 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 wait. It's not the company's now, fault. No, it's not. It's, by it's, the not, way, it's not just Qatar. Not. It's, no. Not, it's not. No, but it's not the company's fault. It is. No, because the companies are seeing an opportunity to rot a country. The They're rotting. Yeah, they evil. lobbied the, they lobbied the liberals to allow this to happen. Yeah, the, but it's the, the liberals, liberals just said like, okay, we just want to export all the gas in Australia. And the liberals said, yeah. And they said, no uh, minimum requirement of reserving gas like they do in WA. You can just do whatever you like with that. And then they've just been lying for 10 years now about gas prices and saying that they're keeping energy costs low. I don't know how they even say it. They just say it, right? No, like, they were keeping energy costs low because the gas price was already low. No, no, no. But our gas price quadrupled. And as you were saying, this no, is not a new recently, problem. Like in Japan, you can buy Australian gas for, I think, I think it was like three quarters of the price of gas here. So it's more well, expensive. Well, the gas prices here. are fluctuating, but now it's going, it's literally, there were threats that it would go to about $800 per gigajoule or something, which is a ridiculous price because the base up until like a few years ago was $6. So do you realize the difference? Now, it's the just, fault just, too, for, just to like put this point across, currently at this point, Australian gas reserves are 43 times the population of Australia. So we could consume 43 times of what we're consuming right now and we would still be gas efficient. So this is ridiculous. Any country that is like oil rich, gas rich, secures it for its domestic population. We, for some reason, it's haven't the done only that. country on earth that does can, that. Can, the, can Labour reverse it? So now Labour, there's a few problems. So Labour has two options now. So... Albo, unfortunately for him, he's become the prime minister at a time when this this problem is getting Pete. bigger. Now, this is a big problem. No, it's not just because we our gas uh, bill is going to go higher. That's not the main problem. There's so many businesses that depend on gas for production of their stuff, like plastics. There's a billion things that are made because of the uh, yeah. gas supply. Well, no big loss there. Food. No, there's like a million that. stuff, Jordan. It's not just plastic. It's like food. a whole whole fertilizers, food. There's a whole host of stuff because the price is going so is going. It's getting higher and higher. They're actually shutting down, or they will shut down. They're already. Uh, I was uh, watching this one. Um, uh, I think they produce they, one producer, one guy who said that they've already laid off fifteen percent of their workforce because of this because they're dependent on gas too much. Is there not a way to rectify it though now? So now uh, Albo has basically two options. And one option which is redundant. So you can't mess with the existing contracts that have already are already there, which is it's just you're going to go into like millions of lawsuits. So we're not like Nasser of Egypt that we can do that sort of shit. Um, so that leaves that option out. Now, two thirds of the gas current supply uh, from the East Coast is already. Uh, these other up. countries that we can't really do much about. One third is short-term contracts. So we can do things over there, but that's not sufficient. So basically there's two options that Albo has now, and he, ha he, might, he has to choose one of them. One is that he does the WA model. So any further gas, there's a reserve that, um, that the East Coast would be, uh, 
East Coast would have before. So prioritize domestic gas supply. But they can't do that immediately. They cannot do that immediately. It will kick in after. The second option is, which England actually did under uh, labor, UK labor's pressure, the Tories had to do this, which is that they put a tax levy of 25% on gas exporters. Because these guys, by the way, are making a killing now. Fuck. Because the gas prices have gone so much. So not only are we being starved, uh. but the people that put us through this are making billions of extra dollars because of this. But here's the problem, right? A fresh Labor government, do you really want to start a war with the gas giants after what happened when they started a war with the mining I giants? think they might have to, because if businesses are closing down, then this system is not working. I'll Jesus. give Malcolm Turnbull a bit of a credit, because in 2017, he came up with this emergency policy where that if the gas prices go beyond a certain level then leg he passed legislation where automatically some part of it is going to be reserved for domestic supply but that is not as a status quo measure that is for like extreme emergencies and when that extreme emergency is over then it shifts back to normal yeah and it also which by the way has already kicked in so we're in no, emergency like, zone like it takes six months for that to kick in that's the piece of but i'm just saying that, that it could have been even worse but that's still not sufficient enough there's no way near sufficient yeah, enough. Yeah, like that is not going to reduce energy prices at minimum for another I think half year. The long-term strategy is that you reserve a certain amount of supply for domestic consumption. We are a small country in terms of population. It's not a huge number. Like they having said that though, I honestly think that that is a major reason why Labor lost power in WA. These are these are the the, the powers that dictate government policy. But they're eating they're the Australian way, economy. It, yeah, they're eating the Australian economy, obviously, as is the mining company, as is the housing industry, right? But, like, if I was in Labor's shoes, I wouldn't be able to touch it. I think it's one of those, like, Pandora's boxes that once it's open, what are you going to do? Yeah, but the it? good thing is the crisis is so bad, Jordan, that they have to do something about it. That's true. They, they, they might actually e have the opportunity the and maybe if they can get the message out in the press, and actually this is something that I've noticed as well, all of the uh, cuck press, like uh, ABC and Nine, are giving Labor fairly fair coverage, and it's because they, there's a new government in power and they don't know how the new regime is going to work, like how they're going to get their feeds and how they're going to get their exclusives. So I think that they're cozying up to them at the moment. But they'd have to act fast. Yeah, but Cozy and the other let's not let's not also absolve. Uh, look, in this issue, clearly the major energy company players are responsible. They've blackmailed us every time we've asked for some sort of concession on this. They've threatened to walk away from projects. So there's that. But then there's also the incompetence of the liberal government in the sense that there was such ambiguity in energy policy that we went from mostly producing coal uh, coal powered electricity to our aim was go to renewables and the median transition according to liberals was fucking gas remember mm. they said that they, they, they were concentrating on gas and they left us with one of the greatest gas crises that this country has ever seen mm. but ah. keeping in that mind the uh, even though they were initially they were saying that we've got the 2050 transition to renewables they did nothing for it mm. so now we're in a position where we're moving away from coal gas because of ukraine and other external factors is sky high and we don't have the infrastructure for renewables to do so we're we're I, if, if Apple doesn't do anything about gas you know what happens we go back to coal which is going to be difficult because the last year and a half we've been preparing to move away from it
That's true, but also I don't think that we really have the capacity to go back to coal yeah, either because right. all of those uh, power plants are too old to function. <laughs> yeah. And I <laughs> don't think – I think the Labor Party might renew their contracts or whatever, but the thing is those power plants are extremely old, so they can't actually produce yeah. the amount of coal needed. And even if you do switch back to coal, by the time this problem will be fixable, it will be too late that the effects of – the 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 harms of it are going to be so visible. So I think, I think Albo has no other option but to do something about this gas cartel monopoly. Wait, true. so it's a good true, time to true, do true, it. You will so never true, get this right. option again. So let me get this straight: we are, we're, we're, we're like pulling out gas. There's barrels of cheap, you know, gas that we, the, our gas, that uh, is like basically being driven past a guy in a truck who's going to work is like, I can't afford to go to work. And that gas is like the price of water. And yeah, it's not a truck. Do you know what gas is? Gas is not liquid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pipeline. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean, you know what I mean? Like whatever, like it's being exported. And then he's like, that cheap commodity is being sold overseas. The price is being raised and sold back to us at an inflated price. And now, the average person's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Badly too. Is this Australia or, or Russia? I mean, honestly. Cheaper to honestly. buy cheaper to buy Australian gas in China, which has been oh, waging a trade war dude. against us for the past three years. So this is it's a it's actually like despicable. It's a joke. It's beyond a joke. That is beyond a joke. That's Ali's view on it anyway. Sky News's view is that this is all because we started going into this namby-pamby renewable stuff, and if we just kept the coal plants open, <laughs> we wouldn't be in this mess right. in the first place. These guys are such idiots. Like, they brought us <laughs> over here, and they're still talking about the same shit. Move on, Dickens. I know, it's so like you boring. Said, even if you wanted to go back to coal plants, you can't because you haven't done the work for it. The, like you said, they have to be renewed and capable of continuing to produce that output, which they haven't. And so the it'll other take us well. years to get them ready. And of course, the, the other one is, uh, and this is why we need to switch to nuclear power, because you can build a nuclear power plant that sometimes takes up to 20 years to build and then flick it on, and that will help reduce prices next financial quarter. That's their two big <laughs> views. And it's just like, nuclear heads, that's who you're agreeing with. Pre Peter Credlin and the bowling ball, <laughs> right? It's just like, yeah, it's Ali said it perfectly, which is that the Liberals in the last election cycle, it really was the last one that they really solidified this. Um, as Scott Morrison was saying at the time, the government now will project what... Uh, the country's energy policy will be for about a generation. And he decided to put it all into gas and allow them to open up even more gas fields and then allow them to export all of that gas. But they and haven't even done policy. that, Jordan. If they had, if they actually did that, we would actually have a decent amount of supply of gas. So they just talked about it. All they did was- And approved the mines. Kept the, voter, well, kept the coal voters- Voting for them. That's all they cared about. They said that we're going to do an intermediary gas-based thing, but they never actually did anything about it. No, they approved a lot of wills. They did, but it's too late. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. And obviously, like, this issue has come to the forefront because of the Ukraine crisis, which I suppose they didn't, they couldn't predict. But still, it's still bad management nonetheless. Mm. 
They really screwed us over. And the and irony this was is a that 10 it's a 10-year plan in the making. What the, like the The worst thing is all of this seems... Uh, there's another problem where like gas companies say, oh, if you give subsidies to your domestic population, you're going to screw over the economy. Now, that stuff is... That, could, that is true. However, if you're an importer, if you live in a country that doesn't have gas and you're buying expensive gas and subsidizing it, it's going to screw up your deficit. But if you live in a country that is abundant with gas and is exporting it, the subsidy does nothing except mm. that makes your your local population reap some of the benefits that God has given them. In in opposition, when Labor was in opposition, was their policy to like nationalize gas more or less? Well, no, not <laughs> no. for a long, no, long no, no, time. No. That has why I is mean, that the seventies? It might have been. Yeah, why is that such a radical idea? Like, here's an easy way out. It's not a radical idea. It's just that they, yeah, they that have so much lobbying power right. in Canberra that they've just made it politically impossible. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at now. Even <laughs> let alone you're talking about nationalization. That's something that's compl- they, that, that is off the table. Off the table, right? But even with like a small subsidy. Mm. To compensate. Now, at the same time, like they're Perth. making a lot more money. Yeah, n- not like Perth. Not even reserving uh, an amount of gas for domestic power. I'm talking about like just taxing them a bit more. Right. People that are making killing yeah. over the price being quadrupled and whatever. Yeah. They are saying that if you do that, we're going to walk away. They, they keep threatening us. But if they walk away, doesn't that mean it's like they leave and it's like, oh, no, no say, now we're stuck with all this cheap gas. What do we do? You'd put it in the ocean. They say that we're not... <laughs> True, actually. Maybe we should just let them walk away. Walk away. No, well, End mean, the contract. Walk away doesn't mean for the existing contracts. Walk away means that they say that we're going to stop exploring more gas. And let's not forget... But that's way, fine. You don't need to explore All of anymore. these companies don't pay taxes to us. They're global mega giant companies. Can't we just get like... headquartered and dude, often in the US. Can't we just get like Dick Smith to get some gas? Dick Smith Gas Company. Well, he the starts only gas that's coming from him is through his arsehole. No, but seriously, get some like small. Indi- Everyone's talking about small business. Why don't we get an Australian-owned business to start? It's to start oh, taking well, gas out. Man, I think you need a little more to explore a gas field than a hundred thousand dollar personal loan at Commonwealth Bank. Can't be that much more. And maybe not. Yeah, maybe it's one hundred and one thousand dollars. <laughs> just let's start a Kickstarter. There has to be a better way. Well, look. Well, there is, but it's just like they've they've really checkmated us. Really, they really have. Um, I think the other thing is so we're just like we're just Angus like a shitty Taylor, South American who is country now the uh, treasurer is saying his 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 alternative is saying how about this have we thought about this how about we give whatever the gas companies they want maybe that'll solve it yeah. that's what he's been saying like his solution to this uh, field is to just allow gas companies to have even more of a monopoly over our gas. The Which labor the problem dude. in the first place. No, no, uh, uh, Angus Taylor, the, the shadow. Man, there's a lot that I could say about him, but can't. Wait, is he a liberal or what? Yeah, uh, yeah liberal. Uh, Jesus, that is... Ridiculous. So, so, And the result of that is what? Rising petrol prices, rising what? Everything rises? What's the Everything result? Everything rising. Like what? The well, stuff. Name it, name it. What's rising? Well, no, this is related to gas. So yeah, gas but what? Price rising. Yeah, but what is that? But that effectively... has a flow-on effect on everything. So food so prices. A- inflation, yeah. Things, everyday items become more expensive right. because of this. As well as petrol. As well as petrol. But petrol is already going... Is, is, we're not... We don't have a lot of petrol. We have some. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to face anyways because a lot of our petrol dust, uh, uh, crude oil comes from overseas. But things like yeah, gas, we have 
plenty of. It shouldn't really affect us. That's fucked up. It's and it's so it's 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 so dumb because it's like, it, it's like you know, it, it's literally just getting fucked in the ass. It's like there's no, there's no like there's there's enough problems. Like if you have good policy, you're still gonna have enough problems. You're gonna have a fuckload of problems with good policy. Why make it so much harder for yourself? We live Why? in such an internationalized world. Yeah, but the contracts were shit. The, the contracts were shit, but like it also comes from just the idea that you know everything is based on the uh, the price that is being traded in the world, as opposed to just us. But but what would have we stopped? We produce like fruits theory, and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables is another example. We produce so much of it, and we export it to so many countries. But in Australia, it's freaking expensive to buy fruits and vegetables because it's not just based on the quantity. Like usually in a, in a traditional sort of market system where you have, let's say, mangoes and you produce a fuckload of mangoes during mango season, the price of it would drop because there's so much supply and less demand. But because our supply is booked internationally, that no matter how much of a bumper season we get, our prices are going to stay freaking high. I've always said globalization's fucked. And... Uh, Sort of, uh, you know, as as a the opposition would argue that that because of that system or highly liberal economy that we live in, we've made a lot of money because of it. But I would argue we haven't made money. Mm. A select handful of freaking corporations have mm. made a lot of money that don't even pay taxes to us. <laughs> uh. It's insane. It's insane. It's bloody ridiculous. And now I know what's going to happen. The whole media's, uh, like, Nexus is going to blame Labor, and then they'll just get out. Well, I just got to say, not at the moment. Yeah, not at the moment. Not at the moment. In fact, you know what? Shout out. The project actually did a, f albeit extremely dumbed-down version of Ali's and skirted around the issue that they don't pay any royalties and that they are exporting all of our gas. But other than that... They were actually pointing out WA has that 15% cap. Obviously, didn't give Labor any credit to it. But they were at least pointing out that you should have some cap. Yeah. Something. And I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. And I think politicians like the WA Premier, all politicians in Australia need to have freaking balls. Need to be not be intimidated by these executives all the time. Mm. Yeah, but it's hard not to be intimidated by them. They've got such expensive suits. Nah, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them, but at just the same time... No bullshit. Right. If anyone can do it, Albert can. Because, okay, <laughs> let, let's... Why not? If there's one Labor politician that can't, it's Albert. Why? Because he's trying to be the John Howard of the Labor Party. He's trying to stick in there for 10 years. <sighs> playing the long game. Yeah, but, like... Uh. And, like and you know what? The, we know that for these gas companies, Australia is such is way more valuable than all of these other countries. Not because our gas reserves are bigger or our gas, our gas is better somehow. Our it's infrastructure is mad. Our infrastructure is mad. We're a stable country. You go try sourcing gas from Afghanistan, bitch. Like, let's see how you do that. <laughs> yeah. Or even well, we'll like, just walk away. Yeah, or, or like, go, go try sourcing uh, gas from Kazakhstan, which was already freaking unstable and now has a neighbor that's waging a war on West Europe. So... We are still going to be such a good destination. So these company executives 
would come back to us. That's what, that, that's what I'm the saying. Bowl. They should cut the contracts. Just say, then walk away. They should do that. Miss, Why? Now, then that creates legal issues because we have guaranteed, we have legally- So how long's the contract for? The end of time? How long are these nah, contracts? Like they're usually five, 10 years and they're ridiculous. Like, that's a long fucking contract. Do, do you know, okay, I'll give you an example. <laughs> when I- Jesus. My brother, uh, like in maybe 2013, 2014, somewhere around that, was uh, contacted by one of his friends in Pakistan who wanted to import coal. And he said, if you can get me coal from Australia, uh, you, you can get a cut and all of that stuff. So he contacts, he finds out like what the goal about getting coal is. Do you know what was the answer that was given to him? The coal, all of coal in Australia has been booked by the Chinese for the next four years. So come back to us four years later. That's how these contracts are. Right. And so if you now break these contracts, some international arbitration court is going to issue a massive fine on Australia. Dude, you should do another video now. I've been like, I know Labor's in, I don't give a fuck. I'm still spilling the dirt on why the libs were so bad in what they, in their policy and talk about this. Because then it'll just- I am, I've, I've, I was writing that today. About gas and shit? Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, okay. You keep on that. Thank you, thank you. Because seriously, like people, one of the advantages of being elected, out, not elected, being booted out of government is that with you, you leaving, all your secrets leave. You know, it's like, well, no one's going to know the ramifications of these things. And it's like, not so fast, you little fuckers. <laughs> You're not getting away that easy. We are going to like tar and feather you well, and like, yeah. and, and, and like, you know, verbatim write out why we are fucked now. As Michael West was saying, it, it's insane to suggest that the Labor Party can be blamed for any economic decision, even if you're being extremely unlenient to them for at least the next year. You're talking about mm, 10 mm. years of economic policy that you have to unravel. Really, <sighs> to unravel it, you need another 10 years. And so, yeah, there's no Fuck. easy fix to that. It's just... Like, surely there were some people in the Liberal Party that were like, this is a bad idea. They weren't strong I enough. I don't think there was. I really don't. Even if there were, like, they clearly weren't, like, strong enough or uh, that many in numbers to actually have some... But surely, the, surely the, 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 the economy, they're, they're fucking, like, I don't know, whoever does the, the, the economist just looked at that and were like, this is bad accounting. <laughs> this is just like not... Dude, the economists are consultants that are suggested by the mining companies that they're negotiating with. How can they, how can they be so... How like can they I'm not like be Alex impartial? Jones, but they're all bought and sold. But how can they not be even a little bit like a little bit impartial and a little bit sort of sub, sub, uh, objective? Because and they believe the Canberra. fallacy. It's again, the point is that the entire nexus of Canberra, all the bureaucrats are, as he said, just a bunch of consultants. But this like, isn't America. Right, this, this isn't yeah, America. It is. It's not. Dude, they retire yeah. and then they become bad. directors of these companies. Yeah, but I always thought, I thought it was, I, I never thought Australia was as bad as America. In that regard. No, no, oh, we're man, worse than we're America. Much worse, much worse. How America, worse? And, and you have to give America credit where credit is due. America was extremely energy... Uh, Independent. No, they were dependent on Middle Eastern oil. Right. Right? Slowly over the last decade, America is become has become energy sufficient. And you know what that reflects on? Everyday Americans' electricity bills. You ask an American today, yeah. uh, how much do you pay for electricity? Do you know what they say? It's freaking negligible. 
Yeah. Like we just keep the aircon on because the gas prices and electricity prices are so freaking low. Yeah. So we're worse. We're worse. That's fucked. That's just like, that's. Surely it wasn't always like this in Australia. No, it was a deliberate decision from the seventies, from successive liberal governments, to, to make us. our economy geared around minerals and but that's, resources. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's no, there is something extremely wrong with that. It's not if like you. If not if it's you. It's like the basic point of well, diversifying America, your shares portfolio. Right? Yeah, but it's not, there's nothing wrong with that if you if you do it in, a, in an intelligent way where you tax at, a, at an adequate level and the money is staying but here. That is why Gough Whitlam was cooed on exactly that point because he was trying to nationalise our resources. And then the Liberals came in and said, all right, yeah, we're corporate puppets. We'll just allow the corporations to do whatever they want to our resources. And that has had ricocheting effects for the last decade to the point now where they're so powerful that you and have just infiltrated Canberra so much that, that you, you just stuck. There's, you can't get out of that. It also, like, there is there that's, is that's one more very point. sad. If you ask the mining companies, they have a different view on it. What they'll say is that there's actually a shortage of gas supply in Australia. So they did, there was a coal, a Queensland coal seam gas project from like early 2000s where these mining companies overestimated the amount of gas that they could take out of it. And they based all their contracts with overseas uh, stakeholders like these countries like China, Japan and whatever. And they overpromised them gas and they signed contracts, which government of Australia guaranteed. So which the gas that wasn't there. So what right. they end up doing is they start pulling gas from the domestic supply to compensate for that, which makes, right. which is why our gas prices have just been going up for the last decade, by the way, for that reason, that they overpromised gas and they started stretching and they started taking domestic supply and shipping it out. Yeah. So the, so the bad the, contracts, it's just bad no, contracts. Idiot mining companies that have too much power. Yeah. But the politicians signed it. The, the politicians don't know how much gas there is. They're going to obviously, if, if freaking Exxon tells them that there's this it amount takes, of gas. I'm just saying like, it yeah, takes okay. two to tango. It takes two to tango. It, it's just like, it's the, uh, they're just, there's so much lobbying that it is very convenient for politicians to just believe anything that these companies say. Right. It's just that like, if it And the revolving doors thing that Ali's talking about. That what? they just get a job on one of these boards as soon as they retire. You're supposed they to represent the people! <laughs> Not the <laughs> fucking companies. <sighs> Finally, friendly Geordies and Sky News are in agreement. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm the last angry man. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. It's so annoying. I didn't know that. I thought Canberra was like, you know, I thought, I thought, I mean, it makes sense, but I thought that there wasn't that infiltration at that level. I thought that would be like, you know, there was limits and levels at which people would go, no, we're not going to completely fuck ourselves by signing over this amount for this amount of years. I'm not, that's insane. You'd think that that would happen, right? Yeah, but that's how they make the big money. Those 10-year contracts, those five-year contracts are very lucrative, miss. You've got to say, though, I mean, if a WA <sighs> Premier was able to do that, Premier, not a Prime Minister, if he was able to do it, and I'm going to have to look into this. I reckon it would have been a really big reason as to why it was voted out. But, I mean, as we've always said, West Australia should rename itself Double Australia. It is 
more Australian than the rest yeah, of Australia. I agree. And it's so small. Like Perth, anyway, I mean. Yep, WA's not. No, yep, Perth, Perth is Perth, tiny. Perth, Perth, Perth. Uh, but, and like as we saw, right, you go there and there's just five towers that everyone goes to like it's school yeah. and your little bill and everyone <laughs> in Perth migrates into these terrified towers that all have BHP at the top of them. Yeah. In that environment, he was able to say, no, we're putting a cap on. Yeah, but and Jordan, then, and actually, this you would appreciate this point. It's not WA, it's WA Labour. If you remember WA Liberals in the mining boom of 2012 and Deficit. 2013, uh, basically forgot to tax the mining companies, forgot. where by 2015, when the boom was over, they were in crippling debt. Mm. And there was a lot of issues. It was not yep. until the current Labour government came in mm. and fixed it that now they're back to in a surplus, surplus state. out of a mining boom. So you're right. Fuck. I, I, I hate... The Western Australia liberals also sucked at it. Oh, massively. Massively. And actually, you know what? Credit to the WA Nationals. Even they were saying during the time of um, whatever his name was, Shark Killer. Uh, <laughs> Colin Barnett, they were saying, even back then, can we just have some royalties on mining? And then Colin Barnett was like, let's just kill some more sharks. And then the Nationals were like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Talk. Yeah, yeah just, just kill more sharks. Wait, the Nationals were agreeing with Labour? Yeah. Fuck. For a brief stint. Fuck. Even the Nationals. A company, so, that, a, a, a party that purely exists to service gas and so, mining. So is Albo not going to do anything? He's just going to trance around the world to like Indonesia being like, we nah, have strong ties. He's, he's, he's already done a lot. He'll what? do What's something, but whatever he does is ain't going to affect anything in the short term. Yeah, yeah I know that. But like in, well, the, in terms of gas, he's done nothing. They, yeah. they, they just had their first cabinet meeting like a couple of days ago. So no excuses. What, no, Get no, on no it. excuses. Job what, starts day one. Yeah, no slack given. What else? What else but it did start day one. Like he just won the election and then immediately went and signed contracts with the quad. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's true. But like, what else has he done? <laughs> what has he done he's, for me lately? I'm serious. He was in Indonesia. He's I know he's been traveling and I understand it's important, but like... The big issues. Don't forget the big issues. Yeah, well, the rest of us are paying for extra power. He's jet-setting around. <laughs> I'm not world. saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're saying he's going to be a care, like, caretaker, Prime Minister, or just going to try to just chill out well, for 10 Well, I'm years. just saying, look, I, I, I'm in two minds about it. I understand Ali's point, and it's obviously the right thing to do, but also the right thing to do would be to stay in power for 10 years. That definitely has its benefits over the long trajectory of it. I'm a big fan of that Obama method of just steady as she goes. Yeah, I get that. changing the ship's direction yeah. instead of just trying to pull a U-turn and capsizing the ship. Fair, but like, oh, these contracts. Also, speaking of that, I do want to say I am, uh, I, fe I feel like I'm becoming Jordan where like the labor bad, labor good. But how much better is labor foreign policy compared so to liberal? Because like, the liberals, they their foreign policy was super geostrategic. It was like... Uh, the Quad, for example, like we do an alliance with America, uh, UK, Japan, and we control the world together and um, forgetting what's happening in their region. Mm. Whereas like you look at uh, uh, Albo's- He's gone uh, to like Japan and he's Indonesia. He's safeguarding the freaking region, yeah. the, the stuff that matters to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went, he, there's a reason why he's in Indonesia yeah. before No, I think it's good. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's smart. And there's a reason why Penny Wong's first visit is to freaking Fiji. Now, Fiji 
Let's be real. Irrelevant country. But to us, it matters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's in our region. You Absolutely. Know I mean? And so instead of like jetting off to Washington, D.C., she decides to go to Burkina Faso, whatever the fuck that uh, the capital is. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember what it Name is. Does. Probably not Burkina Faso. But way more, like, I don't know. I, I approve is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, seconded. Finally, you uh, see the light. Penny Wong is a better foreign affairs minister than... <laughs> I can't even remember the last one. Oh, a, God. A penny for your thoughts. <laughs> there you uh, go. That's her. One cent. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep over this gash thing, though. Anyway, let's just gosh. talk about the real issues. Yes. You, uh, you, you saw Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I did. There's I the did. issues. Yeah. Uh, after Miss Love's, uh, Raving Miss Love's review, review last week... It was just like me. Penny Wong went to Fiji. <laughs> I went to, to event cinemas. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> he to, got to, on that. To, to, for, for his state obligations. Yes. Yep. yes. Foreign Affairs and Minister of the show. <laughs> may I say, sir, thank you You're for welcome. this opportunity. Yes. It was, You're welcome. First of all, I am like obvious. Like, it's a weird thing, but like I... If, Everyone has a kid, like Jordan said. Can we just not show me yawning? Yeah, I don't know why it was on you. <laughs> it was on him. You put it on him. Sorry. That was no action here. Yeah, uh, I don't. That was a mistake. I'm laying back. I'm, that, uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of glad. I'm on that back. bicycle built for two, and I'm sitting at the front, and I'm taking my feet off the pedals. Thank you. <laughs> now, and I and I, my review is, I think, pretty much exactly the same as yours, Miss. Yeah. It was best a and seven on ten film. Yeah. But a ten on ten movie. Yes. So good. Mm, 10 for both. I knew you'd say Perfect that. Perfect 20. I knew you'd say Why that. would you give it a 7 out of 10 for film? Give me that first. I can answer because that. Because the bad news. Cheesy dialogue. Yeah. It, it, it's too easy. Like the... the, uh, the they're hitting the audience, the emotional pulses of the audience, like really well, but it's also like a cheat way of doing it's it. It's also one-on-one generic storytelling, yeah. dude. <laughs> Why? Because it's just... Guy... Get, get the girl. Girl's Guy. angry with him. Wins the thing in the end. It might have lost. No, he won it. And he got the girl in the end. Fighter Never been jigs. told before. The story that had to be told. <laughs> Fighter jigs. Retro motorcycles and retro cars. Now, do you hate it? No, sir. I God. love it. I love it. I realize you watched a film starring Tom Cruise. No, and I Milf. loved it. I loved it. I loved Everything it. I'm just saying it's not going to. It's For what it is, 10 out of 10. And, and, and Ali, you'll appreciate this point. How much hotter was stars in the 90s? Now we're down to the, the next one taking over the reins, who, whoever that guy is that was in Fantastic Four that failed, that has really rough skin, rougher than mine at the moment. Miles Teller? Miles Teller. He's good. He's yeah, also, good. what about He's good. Skin? I like him. He's interesting. I but like him. It's, it's, he's no Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is hotter than he is as a grandfather. <laughs> and so is the love interest. Way hotter than the female pilot. Way hotter. Yeah. And she's got wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah, no, it she's was just, it, It's amazing how much more attractive people were in the 90s. And just all of a sudden, I don't know how the world got so much uglier. What K- happened? Probably stuff in the KFC, antibiotics and shit. That would explain Miles Teller's face. Really. <laughs> He does look like a beef patty. Yeah. But uh, I, after watching the movie, I actually saw some of the footage of uh, the old Top Gun. Yeah, you got to see it. It's mad. So much. Like, it's way shitter. Yeah, it was 1985 like the, I know, but like the fight scenes in the fighter jets. It's they like, weren't in the jets. It's clearly in a studio. Yeah. And, it looks and it was clearly a plastic plane that they just threw in front of the camera <laughs> and then yeah. chucked a little uh, firework at it. 
Yeah, but you can't blame them. Like you can't blame but them. But dude, the new I know, one I is won't. so much. Like, it looks so yeah. real. The technology is insane. They put six IMAX quality cameras in the cockpit of a real fighter jet. And they're actually... Yeah, and you can't can be tell, safe. Like, can't be safe. actually flying. Yeah. Yep. They're pulling them... And you know, anything you can't do. And, and spoilers, so turn off if you haven't seen it. But you know the last scene where Tom Cruise is flying off into the distance? Yeah. He's really flying that plane. That's his plane. Yeah. I found out. Yeah, it's his. That's actually his plane. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, we want this plane. It's just like, yeah, let's use my one. Uh, okay, so that's why the film ended one scene after it should have. I really <laughs> think it should have finished with him hugging Miles Teller and then just freeze framing and then just starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. should have finished there. I didn't mind That's it. how that film I mean, should have ended. Yeah, I think it was still pretty Yeah, cool. maybe. Actually, you might be right about that. I, look, I you know, thinking. anyone that's saying spoiler alert in this film, you know the storyline. <laughs> America yeah. loses this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tom Cruise realizes the becomes a pacifist and realizes the wrongs of his past and joins Greenpeace. That's what it's yeah. about. <laughs> and if that's why he's a maverick, because it's like, I can't believe you did that, man. <laughs> Chucking uh, spears at a whaling ship. I saw Ben Shapiro's review of it. It's so funny. He's like, first of all, I love the fact that this movie is made for Americans. It's a giant fuck you Damn to the TV. rest of the world. Yep. And that's how these movies were supposed to be. Yes. Now, I know, I know, I know we all know this, but... They're referring to China. They don't say it. They don't say it. And that's okay. They thought that this was going to help open Top Gun into the Chinese market. And you know what? It didn't. It didn't. They still banned it. So now you know. They but banned it? The massive American flag, it tells you. This is an American movie meant for Americans. And you know what? Americans will love it. Because Tom Cruise is the last movie star. You know what? You can't fault him. <laughs> in he any way. He's 100% correct in his movie reviews. <laughs> he's good at it. He really should just reboot Margaret and David at the movies. <laughs> ben Shapiro and Margaret David. <laughs> ben, Margaret and David. What did you think, Ben? I thought it was absolutely disgusting. This is a very apt portrayal of what SJWs and, and, and identity politics has done in film. Well, I, for one, really liked the remake of Sound of Music. I don't know. I <laughs> Can I also? I would also like to give a tidbit to Ben Shapiro if he's listening. The movie is not about China. I don't think he's listening. It can't be about China because the movie, uh, without it's, ru- the, okay, it's Russia. Alert, it's Russia. If you haven't seen it, just shut down right now. It's Russia. It's not about Russia either. The movie is about a mythical place where Iran is super sophisticated Advanced. because the movie oh. is about destroying these nuclear facilities now. Both China and Russia have nuclear arsenal, and we all know it, and it's been accepted. So there's no reason to bomb right. a facility. First of all, how many of them are you going to bomb? They're all over the country, just yeah. like the U.S. Yeah. So it's about a country that is trying to go nuclear, but it's also sophisticated where it has like right. amazing air defense You're right. system. You're right. So Ben Shapiro, the movie is not about China. It's actually about a very sophisticated Iran, which yeah, doesn't yeah. exist. Which is also... Because it's a Tom Cruise movie. Which is also extreme... I was talking to Joe about this. This is extremely harsh because this is what the story is. It's like, there is a very poor country with almost almost zero defense capabilities that's just... Look, they, they want to be able to eat corn. So they have... So they have... Uh, Started building new, uh, possible nuclear weapon uh, w- weapon capabilities in this like snowy desert. They might not be able to even fire, but they got planes. Will you destroy their chance of getting any food to their food bowl? 
Yes, I will. Yeah, <laughs> don't you reckon, Ali? That was that was it. And, and somehow the U.S. military is the underdog. <laughs> but that was like, it's insane. It's insanity. Ali, don't you think that this was it? It was just like. Tom Cruise, your mission, should you choose to accept it, some country is trying to defend itself from the exact aerial assaults that we're about to embark <laughs> on this country. <laughs> and no we attacking capabilities. allow this to happen because if we do, we won't be able to bully them in World Trade Deep from now on. <laughs> Can't let that happen. Look, all, all that stuff might be true, but admit it. When you walked out of the cinema, yeah, you were like, saying, I'm so glad you Tom Cruise. Yeah, it. I was cheering it. it on. It's Tom Cruise, man. That's the Tom Cruise yeah, effect. I was, like, I was about to say, fuck Muslims. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Though, you know what? Like, you know what? Until I realized kind of I am it was, one. It was if, this, it, it was if uh, Iran was closer to what the Soviet Union was, and even then it still wouldn't have been that. Because I was also saying, like, do you think... And people let me know in the comments, how many jet fighting dog fights have there been in history? I reckon there's been three, and every single time it has always been Tom Cruise <laughs> is like some Taliban beard guy fighting in a jet that is 20 years older than yeah. the Americans of have. They have three jets surrounding Yes, him. And he's just like, it's not the plane, it's the pilot, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not Tom Cruise struggling an old Soviet thing, being like, we're going to make it. And also, the, uh, the last moment, again, spoiler alert, in the climax scene, yeah. when he steals that F-14, what the fuck? So they just leave the F-14 on Unlocked. with the ignition? You know what's you crazy? take it out. You know what's no crazy though? No one notices a flight's going. But you and know, by the way, okay, fine. Maybe but again, Ali, when he was doing it, you're like, come on, come no, on. You it were. works. You yes. were. You were. But I'm just talking about the irrationality of it. Okay, maybe you went there, you got the F-14 to work, you flew it away, but as soon as you did, they would notice that there's a freaking F-14. Do you know how expensive that shit is for? Yeah. Like, so they would know that it's gone. And you're flying over 10 minutes later and the enemy's fifth generation aircraft comes and they assume that it's you when they should have been advised that there's an F-14 missing from the airfields? Yeah. Stupid. You know, well, no, which come is on, why it was it's just aerial strike. I think there's plausibility to that. It was just aerial no. strike. There's mayhem happening. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? That's just aerial. They, 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 they just destroyed the, the aerial runway. base. They're too, they oh, know. they're so distracted. Yeah. I tell you what, though, I did watch because I am a loser. I did watch a little bit of this podcast. I was like, okay, welcome to the Top Gun Fighter Jet Aerial Podcast. The podcast about everything Navy fighting jet related. Got three experts here. Now, would it be possible to steal that? And the guy was like, or not, yes, you can steal that plane without a key. So that's plausible. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm whoa, not saying that. they did their homework. <laughs> I'm not I mean, they had 30 years to think about this. So. <laughs> I don't know how they came up with but, but how good is this? I, I got bored of the podcast, so I turned <laughs> off before he, before he said if it was plausible to take off in that runway time. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> I'm not even... I'm, I swear to God. And the other plausible thing, don't you think this as well? If anyone was able to do that, it would be Tom Cruise. <laughs> and and <laughs> lastly, lastly, two of your people are missing in enemy territory. You find out that uh, Rooster is live on an F-14. You figured out that these guys have the F-14. And somehow, the greatest military might in the world is like, sorry guys, it's too late. You can let them die. 
<laughs> I know eventually when a guy comes in and saves them, but in a real, a real situation, in that case, they would be scrambling the entire air force yeah. to literally pin down all of these jets because American military 100%. personnel. Is, they just li- do they you d- think? Yeah, it's the American military. If it was like. I don't know, the Iranian military, maybe they would be like, oh, cut the losses over here. We're just, either we get rid of two or we get rid of like 10. But when is the American... Dude, they have an aircraft... By the way, the only country to have aircraft carriers in the first place, they have aircraft carriers just on the ocean, a fucking team of Top Gun. They that know be, that there's yeah. a fight and then they're uh, outpaced by these fifth generation fighters and they're like, ah, uh, it is what it is. Well, Tom will figure something out, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. They, they, they would, they'd fly three of those jet in and level that their whole base, and then they could like sit and have lunch in that little base there if they wanted. It probably they they did kind of try to explain it at the beginning, but I really do think it would have been like, okay, well, that extremely high risk strategy <laughs> of sending in like eight people on a jet to fly un, like really close to the ground yeah. against all of these anti-missile turrets that's just at the end of a really steep cliff somehow didn't work out. Okay, I guess we'll just send in 400 drones to level the place. Exactly. 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 We can take 200 of them getting shot out by missiles. That's fine. Yes. You could do it all with drones, I reckon, too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, they did try to say it at the beginning of just being like, but can they they fly this well? Not today. And then they just said like, yeah, not today. But... Uh, by, by Wednesday next week, they will <laughs> yeah, be able yeah, to. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, how about like just taking that super high speed supersonic jet that he flies in the beginning? How about not crashing that and flying that in? No, no. Well, you can't. There's uh, that part far? was true. There's a reason why they took F-18s. Apparently, they were their maneuverability is better. Uh, okay. Because I've actually researched a bit on these <laughs> aircrafts, and the American aircrafts are far superior. The the Chinese now have a fifth generation one too, but we don't really know which yeah. one, but like clearly the American one is most likely going to be better. But I think for those maneuvers, maybe a fourth generation F-15, F-18 is probably better. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, fair because enough. Because these other ones... They did their research. What can I say? You know what is really sad about that movie? And I think that it really hit that on two levels, right? It's kind of... Yeah, okay. There was nostalgia to it that made the movie great. The nostalgia actually added to it. Usually, I think nostalgia is just a cheap way out where you think, yeah, it's kind of like the original movie. They did make this sequel way better than the original. Um, But I also think that if you like... There there was also another nostalgia to it that I felt kind of sad, which was... I mean, obviously, our entire lives, we've just been inundated with America's The Good Guys. And it was kind of like the last hurrah of that, I think. It's just, this is the last little fantasy that they have in their heads that they still control the world. And I was just like, just But they kind of do, it. do. Like, they... Yeah, but it's... Their it's, military it's going is the far other way. superior. Yes, but it, for only so long. And I think mm. that, that that was yes, kind of the undertone of it. And it's just like, no, it's no, no, amazing no, that it does tug at your heartstrings a bit. That, that It's just like, oh, yeah. To that point, going. I'll reply with what Tom Cruise said. Maybe so, sir. And I'm that bald guy just being like, you're a renegade, Maverick. <laughs> well, actually, you're more of a Maverick. I guess you have to make sense of your nickname. Now get out there and kick some ass. <laughs> hey, if that, uh, if that right-wing pundit had, is right, then that's not going to happen. Yeah. Remember from last week? 
the pundit you were telling me about, the guy that's like, yeah, but China will be bankrupt in two oh, yeah. years. If you looked at the credits, I bet you that guy was one of the writers <laughs> for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, one of the writers. I, I, I've got my many fingers in many packs. <laughs> I got hate for talking about that guy from everyone. People that like Peter Zeon hated it because not, not because I was telling it to you guys and then Jordan was like disagreeing. So they were like they were angry at me that I wasn't good enough to convince Jordan. And people who believe in Jordan were like, "Why are you bringing up these shields in the first place?" Right. So like no one. You can't win. You can't win these days. Well, that's the story of your life, isn't it, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you liked it. I think it's on Dude, consensus. The movie was did so you did you get to a though. point? Did you get to a point with the action where you were gripping the fucking shoulder things, going? Ah! Yeah, two yes. and I were yeah. grabbing each other's Same. arms at points. Yes, I was literally just like, fuck. Ah! Like it was, which was amazing. And which is rare other, in a movie. You yeah. don't get that in a fucking Marvel movie. You know who was the other writer in that film? Gimme. Tony Robbins. <laughs> it wasn't. Tony Robbins. Yeah, but, it was. but it was just that classic, like, Tony Robbins was, emotional peaks hitting at exactly yeah. the right Tony time. Robbins definitely saw it and had a tear and was like, the greatest movie I've seen since... I don't know. Back to the Future <laughs> Gremlins. Yeah, Back to the Future 2. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. It was the best movie all of us have seen since Back to the Future 2. It was really good. I hate the new Hollywood. Why mm. can't they just go back to that? Like, the you know what it was? You know what it was? It was and fun. And it's just like, look, it was all fun. three of us, right? All three of us uh, are huge critics of the US military machine, right? Even not, we were rooting today. for it. That's a good film. It was fun. So, it was fun. Maybe so, to sir, but not today. Not today. I'm able to separate it. When, <laughs> when Hollywood makes a movie like that, obviously they're going to talk about it from their perspective. So I don't have that issue of like, I'm not one of those people that say, why aren't you neutral? Why are you saying... Well, it's about the American Navy. So obviously they're going to talk about it from their point of view. So I have really no qualms with that aspect of it. Obviously, if like Russian movie was making, if Russia was making a movie or China was making a movie, they talk about it from their perspective, and I would still judge it based on how good the movie was. But my problem is like because of these like some certain narrative things, it's not a great, it's not a ten on ten film, but it's a it's a ten on ten movie. It is for Jordan, which I understand, but yeah, I agree with that. Like the story. The, the the narrative arc I think could have been written by a five year old. Way better than the original Top Gun. The original Top Gun didn't have a story. Yeah, I, I think it was probably no, but better. Was it a perfect movie? Is the question. Yes, it was. No, have you course. seen? Give me this, Ali. What was the last movie that you enjoyed as much as that? And I was thinking about it, and it was on the edge of tomorrow, which was another Tom Cruise. <laughs> Dude, film. come on. There's be- the witch was better. Like as a film, I don't think it was. In terms I of originality, I thought it was better. Yeah, you in know? terms of originality, it was sure, but like in terms of giving you what you want in a movie, which is those highs and lows. But see, it's hard to. It's hard to. The thing is, you get you want something from an action movie. You want something from a horror movie. You want something from like an art movie. You can't, it's hard to. It's it's its own universe. So you All have right, to. Well, the perfect this, movie it was the is perfect that action film. Yes, agree. Perfect action. Movie. You know what? I will agree with that. The the, the, the latest one I the, the only one I saw recently that was close was that movie Ambulance, which is Michael Bay goes back to his roots. It's Transformers without the CGI, and it was just uh, I can't even remember the act. Jake Gyllenhaal and some other guy, and uh, it was just that. It was a. 80s blockbuster and it was mm. all practical effects and mm-hmm. it was fucking sick. Yep. Death to CGI. Yeah, no Death CGI. CGI. No, so dude, they had bad. real helicopters in that movie doing like maneuvers under like those like LA bridges. It was amazing. So like, I think a big part of it is fuck, CGI has killed 
movies. Mm. Killed it. All that Marvel shit. The 300 Man, I don't like it. It's like taking DMT. You leave the cinema and you're like, eh, I feel like discombobulated. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's gone too far. I, I really don't like those movies, you know? And this, any movie with practical effects is just like, 50 times yeah, more emo effective. And also, you also don't you think that this is a really successful point of a film? At the end, I was thinking, I wish that cat didn't blind me so I could join the Australian. <laughs> I, you... Good propaganda. Really, it, yeah, well, it was amazing because you were just like, God, that like, could you imagine anything more adrenaline-filled than the point of the Kenny Loggins song, which is, <laughs> I went to... The danger zone. Yeah. You went to the danger zone yeah. at supersonic speed. Yeah. Can you imagine a point in your life where any human being in history that would have that much hormones pumping no. through their body no. at that point? No way. It's just like it's it's a, a experience that you want to – I'm sure it's more of a high than myth. It would have to yeah. be. The only way to do it more is to be on myth and listen to Kenny Rogers. <laughs> I went to the danger zone <laughs> while flying into the danger zone. And it would probably yes. help. <laughs> it would probably help. You'd have a heart attack and die. That would yeah. be actually more <laughs> strain on your body than going through the G-force. For sure. <laughs> Miss, you know, like, only Tom Cruise and the Top Gun team could have achieved the amazing reality of those action scenes. Incredible, because, dude. Like, the, they were real. They were real. Oh, but no, one could have, no one else could have done it because... Um, the done first again. Top Gun when it came out, you know, it was like literally a propaganda film. Yeah. Like well, the so US... They both no, no, it is. But like now they didn't... So, the US had lost the Vietnam War and the Navy was losing its prestige. So they scouted Hollywood to make a movie about it, right? That's how Top Gun was initially formed. But because of that, they had amazing sort of uh, access to the the actual American uh, Navy machinery. And because of that movie, this time around and how successful it was that they were like, yeah, let's do it again. So those F-18s were real F-18s. They weren't model F-18s. Those people that were flying the F-18s in those action scenes were actual Top Gun pilots. Ah, so that's why Val Kilmer can't talk now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one else could have done that. Like, no one has that sort of access. Nah, that's why it's, yeah, it'll never happen it'll again. It'll never happen again. Like only that's what I'm sad about watching that film. It's just like this But it's never been done. Hurrah. But it's never been done before either. It's a first. Yeah, but it's, and, and it will never be done it again. It can't be. It can't be. Because and that's something else that you have to add to that film. There that's true. There so is that, layers yeah, there, there is that thing where you're watching just like you, 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 it, can't no, you can't top this. No, you literally top can't. Man. You can't top it. Like it's insane. Like I don't know how they. I don't know like what the legal ramifications were. How can you legally put actors in these situations of death, de like super high risk situations? Well, they're not actually. They're not actually doing those. Operations. I know, but it's still they're just doing their regular maneuvers. I know, I know, I know. But like, it's still super dangerous. Like the pilot can have a stroke. There's a million things that can happen. Yeah, but, you know, if a Top Gun pilot has a stroke, then... Plenty more where that came from. No, I'm saying the <laughs> actors <laughs> were you know, in like, What are you going to do? <laughs> hey, no, hey, the hey, actors another, were another in there with them. Point from the script. If the plane goes down, they die, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. that risk but, is not but illegal. As a, a, it's not illegal. Illegal is if you let Tom Cruise actually fly the F-18. Okay, but okay. Which, if it happened, I would did. be very surprised. But, but I also... But what I mean, are the, probably what, did that but, shoot, what, you know? but what would be the legal ram like what would the contract have been like would have Miles Teller been like all right sign this if you die it could happen you have to sign it would that what it would yeah, have been of course they would do that and imagine risking your life for Top Gun worth it worth it There's I know, way I know. lamer deaths than that I, I agree but it's also just like 
And, you got, you got, and truly, what a patriot. Commend, like, that movie would sign up so many people I commend, to the Air Force. I so commend he's the actually actors. done more for the cause than anyone I, else. I commend the died in war. Huh? I commend the... That's a lot, but I, I commend the actors. It's probably true, though, right? I commend you know, the actors. You know, I mean, I don't want to know. It used to be! If you heard uh, them talk about Top Gun and... Like Tom bit. Cruise was a maniac. No way. So Tom Cruise was like, because obviously he's obsessed with the whole uh, flying aircraft stuff. Aviation. He put them through like a six-month training program. That's right. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was asking, what's his name, Miles? Teller, tell yeah. Yeah, Miles Teller. He was asking like, when you were up in, because you know, it's it's not an easy thing to be in those planes. No like, way, dude. You know the scene? You fell asleep you know in the, the plane we went like on. Going 10 Gs. Yeah, could you imagine me at 10 Gs? You'd fucking die. Dude, I'd fall asleep at one. <laughs> do you know? Uh, <laughs> You'd just come down and be like, is it over, mommy? Do you know those actors were actually pulling 9 Gs? That's insane. So they had to go through like an intense training period. And Jimmy Kimmel was asking Miles, he was like, when you were up in the air, didn't you think that this is unnecessary? Mm. And he was basically, he didn't want to say it because Tom Cruise is, you know, Tom Cruise. Yeah. But he was basically saying, like, yes, every fucking time. Yeah. We were thinking yeah, that. Like, what am I but doing? But Tom Cruise is just, he's a maniac. So he's sure. like, nah, you guys have to do it. Yeah, but on top of that, Miles, he gave you the best experience you've ever nah, had. Nah, he was into sure. it. He was into it. Sure. He, but also, I also got into watching, like, some other stunts he's done, Tom Cruise. Like, dude... He did, he did a stunt in Mission Impossible where he jumps uh, from a building to another building and they put two wires on him and insanely dangerous. And then when he landed on the building in the stunt, he broke his ankle. Yeah, I've seen that. And then got up and kept running on the ankle. But also- <sighs> That's why he's the last movie. Started. Yeah, but also he could have easily died. There's yeah. two wires. Yeah. That's not- it's true miracle that he hasn't died. <laughs> it's yet. crazy, no dude. Has, it's crazy. Even no Mission had a more high risk life. We than need that to stop. Yeah. We need to stop talking about this because we're literally losing viewers and people saying get on with it. But <laughs> you should see his Mission Impossible two <laughs> viewers going where he's down, like climbing up like a vertical cliff. Yeah, that's and he real. Did that for real. Fuck off. And he was jumping like meters away. <laughs> he anyways. did that for real. Um. Uh, okay. Here's, nah, here's. I'm happy with losing all of these viewers. We're just going to rebrand to the Tom Cruise fan podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no. Just call it the Aviation Podcast. We'll just usurp their fans. I'm like, okay, so F1. You prefer to an F2, Ali? I know your thoughts on this, Jordan. I'm curious. What do you think? First of all, F2 is not a thing. It was a trick question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's for everyone at home watching okay, keeping what, on your toes what do, you, what do you guys think about this so in Austria <clears throat> not Australia Austria mm-hmm. thank you Bush hey, that's a country um, I didn't know Burger King is uh, celebrating Pride uh, Month or Pride Week Gay Pride Month or Gay Pride Week but hold up hold up so they came out with a new uh, Burger King like Hungry Jacks they came out with a new burger the gay burger now it, this this burger has divided <laughs> The population. So people that are pro-pride, uh, LGBT community, a lot of them are saying that this is actually a joke. This is making fun of us. So they introduced a burger where both the buns oh my God, let me are see. the same. <laughs> so it's not like a top down. It's like a top oh top. Oh my God. <laughs> so if you get a burger bun, the seated pot is on both. Too far. Dude. And so, like a lot oh. of these, uh, a, a lot of oh. LGBT community <laughs> are saying that this is a payout. This is not you're not celebrating here. You're making fun of us. And Burger King continues to say, "No, we're just celebrating diversity." 
What do you guys think? Is this a joke or is Dude, this legit? I think any I think all of this corporate corporatism virtue like you know sort of like queer corporatism is is clearly a cash grab. It's like we love, you know, like insert social cause here. It's like mhm. So you're not doing that for the PR and the money. No, 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 not at all. Nothing to do with sales. You don't look at your check account once after you've created this product. No. <laughs> all right, Karl Marx, I know that. But the question <laughs> is, is this a joke or is this legit? Like they thought that this was something- It's legit. Of course it's legit. It's them being like, how can we kowtow more to you know whatever demographic and that's what they're trying to do that's the, the, dude in one way it's genius marketing but it's it's genius marketing gone too far in terms of just like what are you what are you is doing? it genius marketing because it's the whole thing in their like, minds every time you go woke you know why you go broke because do you think that the gay and lesbian alliance of any country is ever going to be happy with anything they're always going to take issue with it and then everybody that doesn't like this woke stuff is just not going to buy it out of protest. So who's the market that well, you know actually appeals to? You know what's really interesting? There's a huge... What, to, dude, to, I'd buy it if I was... That's fucking funny. But dude, I not talk, okay. I didn't want to talk about this topic because I was like... Oh, they're whatever. not doing it as a joke. But then I saw that and I was like, that's hilarious. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what's really funny too? You know what's really funny too? A lot of that like community... All the colors of the rainbow in it as well. Dude, a lot of that community... Um, hate this shit because they're just like they just see it as a like superficial cash grab so they hate it too so everyone just hates it now there's like a huge pushback like even even with um who was it like smirnoff or something like the gay community were just like fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah it's a real that's the thing no one likes it everyone's just like it's like corporate, corporate execs like it it's the same yeah, reason yeah. That the project's still on air it's because it reflects <laughs> The views right. of the Channel 10 board and that's it. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. I think that that's uh, a real problem with the uh, wokeness of universities. I do think that. I think that, like, in the US, right, I was talking to Neil about this. Universities have three forces pushing through them, right? It's either the Koch brothers or it's corporate America or it's the state. And in the state, as Chomsky points out, the way that the people that are appealing to getting like extra funding from the university, they just come up with these elaborate theories just with a bunch of jargon that no one understands. And so people think like, well, I don't understand it. So they must be talking about something intelligent. They just keep approving their funding. Uh, the Koch brothers obviously are there just to get as many Supreme Court judges indoctrinated into their version of the law as possible so that they can go up. And corporate America, uh, they have this ideology in their bones now it's been there for so long that they actually do have and i was i was thinking about this for a long time i used to always think it's just a cash grab but i do think that university graduates actually believe this stuff now because it's been pumped into their heads for so long so corporate companies across the planet do have this as a belief right, in their right, head. Right, and right. i think that it is so strong that it'll be They'll do it against financial interest. You know, I noticed. I think that's what's right. happening. I noticed something interesting. You're right. When we were at, when both of us were doing undergrad, university sort of material was all extremely sort of uh, lefty. All of this stuff, like it was common ground. There was no discussion on it. The students were discussing who can be more radical about it than the other. But now, so recently, I'm doing. Uh, one of my last courses is uh, immigration law. And so for immigration law, the introductory course was about just um, some 
freaking scholars from back in like 1940s and 50s talking about what immigration is, the sort of philosophical aspects of it. But there's this one philo- there's this one scholar, Karen, who was basically arguing for an open border policy, right? Now that's a very typical university style thing, open border policy. And I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, here we go. Like, I get it. Like, this is what universities are about. But then like one of the kids was like, that's bullshit. Open borders is freaking stupid, which didn't happen in 2013, 2014 when we were at uni. But you know what? The more surprising thing was that the response of the lecturer was, yeah, you're right. These sort of course, this course needs to sort of evolve with time. uh, And we should like really talk about diverse opinions on this. And I'm glad that you're bringing it up. It was a completely different strategy. I think even at universities, there is now a realization that this PC stuff has just gone a bit too much now. I don't, you would know because you actually do go to universities. Yeah, but I'm also in the law faculty, which is slightly different. Yeah, yeah. But But also, like, I was walking through the UNSW campgrounds the other day and it was just like the classic stairs, all of them have rainbows on them. They actually have advertising. It's it's actually the, the joke that you think when you listen to Ben Shapiro talking about how far radical universities have become. It's that everywhere. They're, they're advertising safe spaces everywhere, all of these spaces <laughs> with these separate spaces. minorities where they can go. Like That is heavily in the DNA of universities now. That was not there when we were there. And as you were saying, it was more just two kinds of schools of thoughts, either like this is how you get a job as a bureaucrat, and then there was just the bunch of people that signed up to the socialist society that just with permanent students, I think, <laughs> just to argue with those people. <laughs> and that's and so that dynamic has definitely changed. Do you know what I, I remember? And I, 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 I don't know if I should admit this on the pod, but when I first started uni, this was like, uh, I was at uni when undergrad, I did my undergrad between 2012 to 2015. So this was the, the era of terrorism. Where like there were ISIS attacks or Al Qaeda attacks happening everywhere, and for most of the Muslim population in the world that were living in first world countries, this was a horrible thing, because you know uh, people would suspect you of all of that. You know, you know the drill. However, at university fucking campuses, I realized this early on that Too I fun. was studying global politics, and as soon as I would go into the lectures, <clears throat> um, they would read my name, and then they would be like, "What do you think about this, Ali?" And I was automatically, like, I had this weird celebrity status because I was a Muslim and they wanted to, and so I used to think, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I used to think, fuck, I love these terrorists. <laughs> like, I know this is bad. so cool. They make me so cool. Me so so cool. cool. And so this was no, the you environment. Can admit it, Other than that, you'd just be the Mexican exchange. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I am a nobody, but now everyone was like, Yeah, because in the West, it goes the other this? way. Because in the West, it's yeah. like, in the sort of like woke West, it's like but that was you're we vilified. Were... Uh, you're important. I want to know yeah, your yeah. your take. Outside of university, everyone's spitting on me, but inside <laughs> they're like pumping me up. How baby. weird! It's just, no it's wonder so you leave your campus. Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I would say though, I would buy that. The bottom bun sucks. It's not a bad call, <laughs> yeah, just purely from a yeah. taste. Like two top bombs, like that's not bad. 
I'd buy it for the flavour. Just change it from the pride burger to the top cross bun. And that'd be yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's the same thing of just getting rid of the base of the muffin and keeping the top. The sta- yeah, the stock. Who wants the who wants the stocks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right on this one, Miss. <laughs> you should be a corporate exec. This is the whole hey, problem. I've been trying to tell everyone that. Any corporate execs want to pay me outlandishly for ideas, I I'm here. He's to got talk. Him. Let's talk. Let's uh, how about this? Do you remember that woman that was selling uh, farts? No, I just yeah, read that. She I, did. No, There's but, an update uh, on her. So, you didn't know, she go to hospital for that? Yeah, she almost died, but she's back. It's, no. it's worse. She's it's back. Worse. It's worse. Yeah, it's she worse. is now not selling her farts because that almost killed her. She is now selling her boob sweat. Ah! And she sells... No, uh, she can. No, she says that no. if the sun is shining, she's like a solar panel. <laughs> if the sun <laughs> is shining, I can make about ten bottles a day, and she sells it for five hundred dollars a bottle. So she's oh. making like about five thousand dollars a day now. Jesus, honestly, I gotta say it's way less chat than her original business. Idea. Yeah, it's still chat. What is wrong with people? I swear I know, to God, I don't know. The internet was not a good also, idea. I'm thinking she's not actually using her boob sweat the entire time. She's just putting it everywhere. Pits. Just, yeah. She's getting her boyfriend to put in yeah. some of it. It's just sweat. water. It's water. Sweat. Yeah, yeah. but it's just water. She's Shat putting in tap water. water. She's putting in tap water. Yeah, but water. like now I'm thinking she might have skin cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch skin cancer. What are you talking about? What do you yeah, mean? If she's spend, walking around in the sun so she's she She's spending like jogging oh, for four hours a day. Her work is she's not, yeah, but she she's not gets up that. in the morning, she wears a bikini and goes outside and sits in the sun. Dude, I'll tell day. you, this is what she's doing. She's, she's walking over in her onesie to the tap, <laughs> filling it up and then putting some fucking, you know, old coffee grounds in it. I mean like, yay. That's what she's fucking doing. She should just sell Another her piss. bastard. Execs. Piss is sustainable. Why don't you sell your piss? Why hasn't anyone done that? I already, piss in, a, I already piss in a bottle. Maybe I should fucking. Yeah, just like have more you water. You want to buy Miss Love's piss for $500? I'm here. The man's a machine. I throw it out in the street. It's gone to waste. <laughs> Seriously. It's a Miss Love sales event. <laughs> Start selling that at my shows, Miss. <laughs> I can't travel. It's honestly a better move than uh, CDs. Yeah, it is. Well, you drink a lot of beers at my show at my expense. That's so, true. That's yeah, true. At I, your expense. They're not being drunk by anyone else. I'm helping you. Come on. Relax. <laughs> That's also true as well. Yeah, Look, yeah, yeah. you're just drinking all the excess I'm stock doing, and there is 100% excess I'm doing stock. my part for the environment. I don't know if that's how consumption works, but I look, think it at does. Least you could recycle it, okay? <laughs> well, I can't least. recycle it. That, oh, I get you the piss. Yeah, no, exactly. I should do that, but I can't exactly. Uh, I draw the line at traveling interstate with a bottle of piss. That's a bit much, surely. You, look, I don't know if you I'll know piss this, in the of, state. I'll yes, piss you, in like. You're, you're, I don't know. Like, but I figured it out while I was you saying. You hold it. it in every time we go on tour, do you? How did you? How did that take a while to figure out? I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of fucked up shit up here. Oh, man, uh, I'm starting to realize why most of your business ventures in life have failed. <laughs> Forest all shirts coming soon. <laughs> Again. Uh, we, we could also talk about the, uh, Boris Johnson winning his no confidence motion. What's that mean? What's or that about? No, no, I want to end the pod. No, I want to. I want to hear that just quickly. Uh, I thought a lot of people wanted to know why my face is so shiny. Oh yeah. Oh, if yeah. you want to talk about that, that would be pa- maybe we should. That's thing. a Patreon deal. No, nah, no, let's no do this it. is an advertising deal. Okay. If you want to look as good as me, if you want to look like the thing that is as sweaty as that thing that sells her sweat, 
<laughs> There's only one place to go, ladies and gentlemen, and that is... Oh, you're doing a shout-out. Laser Aesthetics Fuck. in Fairfield. Of course, of course. Wait, wait, you got to tell us more about it. So what's this procedure like? It's the most painful <laughs> experience I've ever had in my life. I have no sympathy for women who give birth anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I do have fair. sympathy for the numerous grandmas before me that go in and get their face burnt off with a laser. Because it sucks. So they literally just burn off your face? They burn off your face. And I think the science behind it is much like a tree when you cut back its branches and it comes back with double the amount of leaves. That's what's happening to your face. Mm -hmm. Because your body freaks out and thinks that you're on fire. And so it starts producing a lot of skin cells. And so you look five to ten years younger. Not at the moment, though, for the... For a week afterwards, you're not allowed to leave the house. Um, but hey, as we're saying, right, like that reduces your chances of getting skin cancer and instead going into this, I'm assuming, very experimental technology and hoping that that just pans out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's, not, it's not even that bad. Like when I walked in, it just looked like you had come back from Mexico or something <laughs> and you got a tan. Yeah, a tan. Well, this is three days into the transformation. But I, I do highly recommend this. This is my skincare routine from now on. It is getting my face burnt off every three months. <laughs> and then, of course, it's rice masks yeah. in between. Yeah. I feel the difference. As Miss Love was saying, once you put a rice mask on, it honestly feels like your skin is thanking you. It's nice. So... It's right. That is my advice to you. Uh, be very nice to your skin and then abuse the fuck out of it. <laughs> or <laughs> yin yang. You yeah, could do that. Yeah. You could do that. Or you could also just, uh, you know, have your skin as it is. And people that love you will always love you. Nah, yeah, burn that's it true. Off. Look, burn if, you, if you're uh, no, not skin vacuous shaming. and have any depth to your personality whatsoever, <laughs> maybe you don't need it. I, however, uh, chose a living where I'm in front of a camera all day, every yeah, day. So yeah, I will yeah. look exactly like Sandra Sullivan. It's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Respect, man. Respect. And, and, and actually, I have to say this. You're brave for actually saying it out loud. Nah, you know what is right. amazing? Because the chick there, Vooch, she was just like, every man that come in here always say, oh, I'm trying to burn off my pocket marks. Because that's the other thing as well. It actually does burn off acne scars, burns off wrinkles, burns off everything, right? Uh, and deep pores, all that stuff. And so she just has this endless line of men coming and being like, uh, I have uh, acne scars that I need to get rid of. And she's like, they don't even have acne scars. You're the first man to come in here and say, I want to look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Good Holy skin shit. You're next. How much does it cost? It's too 600 much, bucks. Too much for me. 600 bucks? Yeah, too much for me. Just sell but half it depends. of your if, if, if your face is uh, a product, I highly recommend it. But yeah. this is such a niche audience, isn't it? Like, who else out there is actually, you know, in front of a camera a lot? That's pretty much it. Well, shoot That's on. for them. Shoot it, Williamson. <laughs> go, go burn your face <laughs> off, right? At me saying that you should be proud of who you are, D's nut says, Ali, some of us are white. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 he's I, saying okay. the whites age worse than the rest. Oh, yeah, yeah. right, Which right. True. So it was a callback to a gag Ali made three minutes ago. It's true. Another it. delay. It's huh? true. Yeah, no, it's that gag, true. that would be racist. I'm telling you, though, we like you actually, the, the way that we got into it was because two has an actor friend and uh, she didn't have the best skin in the world. 
And now she does. She really does. She actually looks about 10 years younger. And I don't think that she has access to Beetlejuice. <laughs> right? So I think that she hasn't sold <laughs> her soul to the devil. Yeah, for it. Maybe we're, she did. While we're talking know. about that, shout out to a new trending movie on Stan called <gasps> The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yes. What was it? No, the Spy I don't Who Won't think Die. The movie that was made in the 90s is trending. The Spy Who Won't Die or something. The Spy Who the spy Never Dies. Spy the Spy Who Never Dies. Dies. It's on Netflix. Starring Tong. Starring who I am respecting at the moment. Starring and might watch, but good on her. Absolutely shout out. Go and watch that. And you know what else? Just as a little preview to it, and this is what I'm very proud of. There's all these reviews, tons of them saying, Man, all the actors in this suck. Except the Asian. Really? Shout out Anna Nguyen. Anna Nguyen. Anna Nguyen. That's Hey, that's amazing. That's that, that's incredible. I dude, still don't believe it. You can't hope for anything better. I mean, I suppose you could hope for everyone getting good reviews, but like, you know. It's pretty yeah. good. I still Personally, can't I, I do agree with that uh, sentiment that everyone's saying about it to a certain degree. I do think that it was just like, it's a bit hard to expect everyone to be putting on an American accent uh, to try and sell for the American market. Uh, and again, two pulled it off really well. Mm. Um but also, man, I think there's a lot of potential in that director. I think he's really good at filming action, and especially on a micro budget. He did a really good yeah, job of making it look that. like it was high budget. His real forte is, you know, gunfight scenes and things. He's great at it. Sick. Have you watched it? Yeah. How many is it seasons? Like it's not it's a show. No, 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 it's a, it's a movie. Oh, I'm going to watch it for hey, sure. Can we get I don't Anna have Stan. Oh, no, I do have Stan. As like uh, to plug her movie. We'll pretend that we're like, I don't know, Opie and Anthony or something. It's like, so tell us about this new movie you've got going. Yep. Sick. And she'll say exactly what we just said then. But whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually Worth very, it. very proud of her acting <laughs> yeah, abilities. And sure. kids, let that be a lesson to you, right? That girl did no acting, worked in the corporate world until 26. Three years later, she's in movies and she's stunting it she's doing really really well at acting and in also in like so many ads i so see her all ads. the time like on youtube when like those skip ads comes and i'm like oh fuck i hate these oh, wait hold on is it's that two yep that's is amazing oh no yep well i don't say that but you know that's amazing yeah. ads I, are definitely true. as impressive as movies yeah it's, it's no amazing. it's not but like i'm just saying she's she's freaking everywhere and she's done it she's quick everywhere. she's done it quick which yeah, is crazy like really quick it's really too. impressive it's so if you're a director looking for someone to cast, <laughs> you're not though, are you? <laughs> Baz, are you on? Oh, Baz is on. Yeah, Baz is on there. Oh, I have been looking for someone for Elvis too. Elvis Strikes Back, Return Zombie Elvis. Yeah, no, this time it's a biography about Elvis Costello. <laughs> and I predict it will sell just as well. <laughs> Father of Peter Costello. Elvis Costello, imagine his biopic. I was born in London, picked up the guitar. That's about it. Yeah. Were you good at it? <laughs> Not really. Why are you famous? <laughs> I think it's because my name's Elvis. Hey. Yeah. Got that one song that goes, pump it up. No, you can't feel it. Pump it up. No, you can't feel it. Dare, 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 d
or you do make it for a song that's very subpar yeah. and you get to live off royalties for the rest of your life. So yeah. it's just unfair on e- it's either unfair on the musician or it's unfair on the public. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed your show. Got a guest star to just come in at the end for a sign off. Just put it over to me. Say it. Be a good motherfucker. Peace in the Middle East. Au to Ru. Bye. Baby, I'm saying.